Hey, welcome to the Carol Remarks Podcast. My name is Carol, and this is where I host my remarks on glamour, pop culture, and front page news. Let's get right to it. Hello and welcome. Wednesday, it's halfway through the week. We are here. All right, so my husband has a challenge for me, which I would like to um, pass on to you, which is count the great moments today. I already have several. One, I woke up with my husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that didn't sound right, but you know, I, th- I hope you know what I mean. First of all, I woke up. Second of all, I woke up with my husband, the gent, who I love and he loves me. And number three was my first sip of coffee. <clears throat> and I guess the next one would be that I have arrived safely at work with no, you know, turmoil. And uh, so far, that's what I have. So count the great count the great moments today in your life. All right, moving on to some headlines. Um, so first, I need to dig into this. I the um, MGM and the Caesars cyber attacks. I I only heard about. I think I heard about. First, I did not hear about it in the headlines, the mainstream media. I heard about it via either social media or through um, a podcast or from like the Daily Mojo, somewhere like that. That was not mainstream media. Now, some of y'all may consider Daily Mojo mainstream media, and that might be. But uh, uh, that is so interesting. Um. Uh, Sorry, I'm trying to get my screensaver off of my phone. So, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, my hosting, my podcast hosting service was hacked like that. Hackers came in and demanded money, and they refused to pay it. Now, and they worked, they worked around the clock, and they still stayed in constant communication with their customers about what they were doing. It lasted maybe a day, but they got it worked out and they did not pay the ransom. And man, I was very, very impressed with how they handled it. And uh, I won't, I probably won't leave them ever because they do have great customer service. Buzzsprout is the name of my hosting service. All right, so headlines. Let me let me find the headlines that I wanted to talk about. All right, man, this first one from the excuse me from the New York Post: Patriots fan who was killed in a fight at game once saved girl's life in heroic beach rescue. The Patriots fan and dad of two who died after another fan sucker punched him during New England's game against the Miami Dolphins over the weekend selflessly saved a young girl's life on a New Hampshire beach years earlier. Did you guys hear about this? I did not hear about this until this morning, until this story came out on the New York Post. Wow, some people's lives change in an instant. They got into a brawl at this game. And somebody came up and sucker punched this guy, and he died. He died. Imagine how the guy who punched him, wow, his life has changed too. Not to mention the family who lost a dad. <clears throat> um, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh, my throat. 
All right, so Dale Mooney, who died at 53 Sunday, put his own life at risk in July 2009 when he spotted the child caught between the rocks near a jetty on Hampton Beach and rushed to save her, according to a local news report. Uh, the waves were slamming over her, and she couldn't even stay on her feet, Mooney's told the paper. Um, she kept falling in between the rocks, trying to keep her head above water. And I guess when he locked eyes with her, he said he knew he couldn't turn back then. But anyway, he saved this girl. And um, uh, I'm trying to get back to the story. I put it out on my X feed in case you want to read the whole story for yourself. Uh, okay, so about 14 years later, Mooney tragically found himself in a dangerous situation that didn't have a happy ending when he got into an altercation with Miami Dolphins fans during Sunday's game at Gillette Stadium. A witness in the stands told Mass Live that he saw Mooney, who was at the game with three friends, get into a physical confrontation with other men before a Dolphins fan walked over and slugged him. The Dolphins fan walks over and clearly punches him in the face. Uh, this witness said he gets knocked out and you can tell right away that he's not okay. Wow. So, geez, that's, man, y'all need to control your tempers. Control your tempers. All right, the next story I want to bring you is of uh, from ChristianPost.com. Christian Venues, Christian Venues, okay, Christian Venues, cancel evangelical men's outreach promise keepers over gender ideology. <sighs> what happens when cancel culture infects the church? Promise Keepers, an evangelical organization founded in 1990 that holds men's rallies in stadiums nationwide, has been several has seen several scheduled events at churches and other venues canceled in recent months. Y'all, <laughs> as recent as June, Belmont University, a private Christian university in Nashville, <sighs> canceled a Promise Keepers event after the National Christians Men's Ministry posted a blog criticizing LGBT Pride Month. The university accused the organization, organization of unnecessarily fanning the flames of culture wars. Bullshit! They are standing up for their Christian values, and these Christian venues are caving in. Oh my gosh, we are in trouble. Despite Promise Keepers' decades-old legacy challenging Christian men to live out God's calling, Chairman and CEO Ken Harrison says, much has changed since the 1990s when the group first launched. While some have cited concerns about offending people with biblical truth, said Harrison, others are less clear in their reasons. One venue was worried that we would offend people by expressing our belief rooted in scripture about gender and sexual identity, he told the Christian Post via email. Others said they didn't want to draw protesters or simply didn't give us a reason. This is so sad. This is so sad. Harrison said the cancellations were disheartening, to say the least, given that they came not from secular groups, but overtly Christian ones. 
It's disheartening to us that churches don't want to offend people with the truth of the word, something we've come to expect from the culture, but which dismays us coming from Christian institutions, he said. Amen. Amen. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I put that out on my X feed too, if you would like to go read that whole article. Man, we are in trouble. We are in trouble. Uh, and, um, wow, I want to talk about something, and I don't know how to do it, but I will try. So, um, I have a problem <laughs> with people who tout their beliefs, their faith, their Christianity, and then go on to use the tools that want to shut them up. That's all I'm going to say about that. For money-making purposes. I mean, Christians can make money. Of course they can. Of course they can. I have no problem with that. But when you... Oh, well. I, I'm not going to go any further than that. Um, The next thing is... Okay, look. I wore a wig yesterday. Today I'm not wearing one. I have got to make a decision. I think I'm going to... I'm going to end up selling my wigs again, donating the ones I've collected again that I've purchased because uh, I'm, 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 I'm getting too many again. And just, I know I've said this before. I know I've said this before that I'm just going to stop. I've, you know, I don't wear wigs a lot of the time. I, I'll wear a wig every once in a great while. And I, what I think I need to do is get myself off of these email lists for wig sales. That's what I need to do because they'll, they'll put them out and they'll text me or, or they'll, or they'll email me and I'll have to click on the email and look and see what's on sale and what's back in stock and, and definitely, definitely leave the wig groups on Facebook because I, they'll post pictures. I'm like, Oh, look how cute that is. Okay. Yeah. I need to stop all of that. All right. Question of the day. Uh, what is your daily routine when you leave the house? Whether it's going to work or going to the grocery store or going to an event, whatever. Mine, my husband is always, was always, um, keys, wallet, phone, coffee <laughs> when he left early in the morning. Mine is much more extensive. <laughs> Mine's phone, uh, hat. I need my knit hat because, you know, I'll get cold in a, inside a building sometimes when you're bald headed like this. Uh, oh my gosh, there seems like there should be more. Phone, hat, my uh, lunch, of course, my coffee. This is when I'm going to work this morning. My lunch, my coffee. Oh gosh, there seemed like there was so much more. Of course, my keys. But I don't use my keys, you know, because I, I just keep them in my handbag because I have the car that, you know, you touch the thing to start it. You don't need your keys anymore except, you know, to unlock it. I don't even need... The clicker thing, I have my touch handle, like when you walk up to the car and you just touch the handle, it'll unlock as long as my keys are close by in my pocket or my handbag. So, yeah. Anyway, I've gone on long enough. What's your morning routine when you leave the house? All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy.